0: peace and welcome to the tailored healing collective podcast this is a space where we discuss everything sacred medicine motherhood healing practices across the globe and transformation above all it is my hope you take each story shared here and find empowerment in your own life for it is here that we educate the mind to liberate the soul i'm your host taylor of the Tailored Healing Collective Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by mushrooms. (laughs) You know, that was how I started my entire podcast. I I say this repeatedly on different episodes, but I never thought that the trip that I decided to take during pregnancy would have led to all of this, though I like to dive back and forth between topics. I don't want to just stay on talking about mushrooms and sacred medicine. I'd like to also discuss transformation. But today's episode is brought to you by mushrooms. So here we go, we're gonna get into it today. I'd like to talk about how I've been seeing mushrooms everywhere since I started this podcast. It's a little crazy actually. Now, when I started talking about this, I had no idea that it was gonna turn into this global movement. And though I'm sure my algorithm is only feeding me what I talk about and what I've been seeing, i go to the store and i see mushrooms and i don't mean in the grocery section i recall when we first decided to go to the beach and that trip that started it all this was not my first time with mushrooms but it was during pregnancy and i was looking for an outfit to wear on the beach and the first thing i saw was a t-shirt it was like a yellow top you probably seen you wear it on instagram the half part was yellow, and it had little mushrooms at the very top. So for me, it was like, okay, it's a sign, because I was a little nervous that day. I was saying, um, I don't know, like, what if something happens? I'm 32 weeks pregnant, maybe I'm just crazy, maybe I'm not really getting a call to work with psilocybin during pregnancy, maybe I'm just off my rocker. But I saw them there. And following, <laughs> we have a yawner here with us today luna um following that trip i i started seeing them everywhere i would go on whole foods and see lion's mane powder which had always been there in capsules which i had seen before they have cordyceps lion's mane reishi but they were like heavily advertising it and then from there it catapulted i would see them literally everywhere everyone was talking about them and then all of a sudden. I get on YouTube and see Wiz Khalifa, of all people, talking to Anthony Anderson. I think it was like he was standing in for Jimmy Kimmel on the late night show. And he was talking about how he had started or was partnering with a company in Amsterdam called Mr. Caps. And it blew my mind. I was like, okay, Wiz, Like I listened to you growing up. I was very heavy into cannabis culture um, in my early young adult years. And Wiz Khalifa is... Weed, cannabis, ganja, all day, every day. And now he's talking about mushrooms? Okay, something has to be going on in the air. And, you know, then following that, Michael Pollan came out with How to Change Your Mind, the series. You know, I know he already had the book. Um, And then, of course, we have Fantastic Fungi. That was a hit when it came out with Paul Stamets talking about his work that he's been doing for so long. And then we also have pioneers alongside him like Clindy E., Terrence McKenna. So this is nothing new, but for it to be in social culture is something that has been very odd to watch. I'm excited for it. I'm happy about it, but it's really weird. So last year, um, I came across this wonderful person. I'm going to shout her out just because I absolutely adore her work and her content and her spirit. Um, Her name is Microdosing Mom. And she would put out this informational content on how microdosing was helping her. And she blew up like all over social media. Like I think I saw her on TikTok initially and then Instagram followed and her work, something about it just spoke out to me. And this was before I was even pregnant. I only had my first child with me at the time. So that led to me finding another guest who's been on the show, uh, Lauren Gallus, who owns Magic Dose, shout out to Lauren. Please check out her company. It's amazing. And it became more of a journey, like past just psychedelic experiences. We're also talking about medicinal mushrooms. We're talking about how it helps with mental health. And they were laying that kind of groundwork for women in the community last year. Now, again, we have many pioneers, um, Ayana E., as well, that I've seen speak, that have been speaking for years on end, Um, and then many other people. Mama Del Amico, she has been pivotal. She's also been on another episode. I'm going to actually link those episodes of the people that I've mentioned to you on here so you can find out a little bit more about them. But it's been a ripple effect over the last year. And now we're going into wider audiences, people who would have never considered or were just told that this was a hippie drug for white people in the 60s. But now we're fast forwarding to 2022. And it's being normalized and praised and it's treated, especially for moms. You know, we have the whole culture of wine moms that went on. This was long before I even had kids, but I always saw it. And now we have microdosing moms. I even made a reel um, and it was speaking to, I was on my phone. This was a few months ago. This is probably, I can't remember if I was pregnant or not. I think I was still like in my last stage of pregnancy. And I was on my phone and Apple News pops up and it says, are microdosing moms the new wine moms? And I made a TikTok reel using this funny TikTok sound. I was like, is this fucking play about us? <laughs> like, because I had just started speaking about it. I was following Mama De La Mico's work, microdosing moms, and I'm like, okay, like Harper's Bazaar is in Apple News talking about this now. Like what what's going on? What's really going on? But one by one, you know, it wasn't just your average tripper talking about this. These were now doctors talking about it. These were mothers. These were people in corporate America speaking about this mushroom frenzy and craze. And I I don't know, it, it just took me for a loop. I'm like, okay, here we are. You know, we're, we're finally embracing things that were deemed as evil and immoral and wrong in the past, but now we're in this new phase of the world where it's popular to talk about your feelings and your emotions, and we're all trying to release our trauma. You know, there, there's a lot going on, and I really love to see that it is being used as the catalyst to kind of move forward and open up this new this new horizon that's not so new. You know, I when I first got into this journey, I did not know that I would be researching, you know, years of work that had been done. And I don't even just mean starting with Paul Stamets and Kalindi E and, you know, their groups and who they've worked with. But I mean, like even going back to ancient Egypt, you know, Terrence McKenna talking about the food of the gods. I had no clue, and it's like, I'm I'm glad that the social culture is out there now, but I want people to start talking about the history of it. Like, where this came from, we're talking about ancient Egyptians used this, and they were known to be, like, one of the greatest civilizations of all time. You know, they were tapped into ancient technology, and mushrooms are that ancient technology. You know, there's hieroglyphs on the wall, or I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, if they're hieroglyphs or just characters on their walls, that show them utilizing mushrooms. It's not just about food, You would have never, I, I would have never thought that, I'll, I'll tell you guys a story, and I think I, I said this on like that first episode, and this is not to put anybody out there. To me, now that my, my beautiful daughter is farting and pooping this morning and five months old, I can look back at the story and laugh. So during my pregnancy, I thought I was in labor, and I decided, oh, I'm going to, you know, work with so, a few mushrooms just a little bit because I was having contractions and I just kind of wanted to put myself in a good mind state and connect with my body, connect with my daughter. And one of my friends was here. My doula was here. And I'm just like flowing, feeling good, you know, connecting with my body, telling everybody I'm fine. Like I thought my water broke, but it didn't. Um, and that was the night I was told, I'm going to need you to get off the psychedelics if you could see me now, if you could only see me now, because I was like, okay. So I I got really insecure about it after the fact. I was like, maybe I am crazy. Like, maybe this is making me a little psycho. Like, but, you know, shame, shame on what I didn't know back then that I know now. And I am so grateful to have come across so many content creators, so many people who are publicly speaking out about this, um, so many people who are taking charge of their healing so yeah we're gonna have the media spin it a few different ways like kind of trying to make it seem like this is some sort of cult (laughs) which in some degrees i'm sure some people can look at it that way but i think people really just want healing and now they see that these things that have been deemed as evil are not so evil They're duality they're a part of us and we are the mycelial network now And if you haven't heard that phrase before, you know it, it, it speaks to <laughs> it speaks to the science behind fungi um, and we're not just talking about psilocybin and they have this intricate way of tapping in, connecting and sending signals um, to other dying plants. In the area, anyone who, or any plant or fungus who's sick and needs help, and I'm sure I'm not like elaborating the science of this absolutely perfectly, absolutely perfectly, but I will be sure to get some experts on here in the future to talk about it. I've been attempting for a while now, but we're going to reach out to some more people. So maybe you all in the comments can um, share or review who you'd like to hear from and who you'd like to see talk with me and kind of give people some insight and background on the true magic of what mushrooms do. But my point with all that is that this is a network. One person's telling another, telling another. We're all trying to figure out how to help and heal each other and bring each other back to life, essentially. We've been these dead beings. I'm going to go a little bit off topic here and say yesterday I was sitting with my husband and we were watching um, that movie Ready Player One. And he tried to get me to watch this movie for years, and I just did not want to watch I'm like a movie about a video game. I'm not about to watch this until I realized that that movie is about the metaverse and what the metaverse is to come. It was like a full feature film of Black Mirror. And in seeing that and then realizing this parallel movement with sacred medicine and psychedelics, I'm like, wow, like... The power of fungi is going to allow people to repair things in their bodies that, if they go into the metaverse, is essentially going to be taken away from them. Yeah, in the metaverse, you can be anything you want to be, and I should probably stop saying this so loud, but um, you can be anything you want to be. You can you know, try anything, do anything, be endless there, but what mushrooms, the unique thing about at least psilocybin, when I'm speaking on, um, on a mental level... Um, or lion's mane, or wild cordyceps, or reishi, it's showing us that we are as endless just as, you know, in the metaverses, they want you to believe you are, but we actually are that. If that, if that makes sense. Like, I'm kind of stumbling over my words a little bit, but what I'm saying is there's this fake world out there right now that's being promoted very heavily, and I'm not going to talk so much crap because I was a Sims nerd. I used to play The Sims all day, every day. I was immersed in a fake world where I could have as much money as I wanted to, as many cars as I wanted to. I could have love. I could give up love. Like, I could have anything I wanted. But I stopped playing The Sims probably around 2020. And I don't know if it was because of the shift or because I had kids now. Like Something about it just kind of like pulls me away from it. So then let me talk about my experiences working with mushrooms. I have seen that I can read faster. I can pick up on things quicker, especially using um, ones for cognitive abilities like lion's mane. Um, I see that I'm limitless. So I don't have to just be something in a game or in a fictional world. You know, I can do it here. And I think that's pretty amazing. Like, I want to wake up people to the fact that this wonderful, wonderful tool, this medicine that has been given to us by the earth is here to help us realize how amazing and how limitless our potential actually is. And we don't have to cultivate it in a fake world. We can create it right here. You know? At first, you know, I I strayed away for a while, and I am currently taking a break from going on journeys. However, I am still using medicinal mushrooms to my advantage um, because I didn't want to think about the idea of getting trapped in multiverses rather than dealing with the earth here. Sometimes I've seen people go down the dark side of using any kind of psychedelics, including psilocybin, and they overuse so much that they're not really doing the integration work here in... The physical world and I know everybody goes through different steps on their journey some people are here to heal some people are here to teach some people are here to do both like it, it, it's different for everyone but again going back to that revelation that heaven can be here on earth we don't have to find it in putting on oculus glasses and tuning out <laughs> do you want to talk yeah, she, I think she has something to say. I think she's speaking to the fact that she's my micro baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want you want to talk about how we had a trip together when I was pregnant with you? <laughs> and can I just say that I have two babies now, so I only have experience with two children in my entire life. Not other than being a big sister, and. I had a lot of worries, you know, when I was pregnant with her um, prior to having an experience with mushrooms, and then post-experience, because I didn't know what she would be like. I didn't know if I would have messed her up, and I've spoken to other mothers since then, but getting to, getting to be with this little one every single day and seeing just how aware and intelligent she is, like, I named my daughter for um, Maria Sabina. Because I read in an article when I was pregnant that they called her La Sabia, which means the one who knows. And that's part of my daughter's name. And when I was pregnant with her and I got that call to work with mushrooms, I actually, months before that, months before my pregnancy, took a trip with DMT. And when I did, I saw these very sacred feminine symbols. And I heard a voice say to me, your children are going to have the gift of seeing and knowing. And when I say that, that has reflected in my real life, even watching them as very small children, it has thrown me for a whirlwind. I utilized cannabis during my first pregnancy and then during my second, I utilized mushrooms. And when I tell you, my daughter is so aware and alert and intelligent, it, it blows my mind. Like my son is also highly aware and intelligent, but the ways in which she interacts with me and the way she lets herself be known, like is very advanced. And I know people say, oh, kids are just advancing faster these days. No, I think she's special because I had that experience during pregnancy and I don't regret it at all. Um, in fact, I think more should know about it. So next, let's talk about celebrity culture a little bit more. So I mentioned Wiz Khalifa at the beginning. Um, also, in my young adult music years, I did listen. So there have been people talking about it. You know, Erica Badu and the Neo Soul movement, if you know her. And I'm just speaking from my own musical experiences. Um, Janae Aiko, she was singing I think she has a song on her trip album called psilocybin and that song man that's one of my favorite songs on that album I want to play a little clip of it so I'll probably add one in just so you all can hear it but to know that there are other people out there who know and feel what mushrooms can do for you on every level lets you know you're not alone and you're not just like in your head experiencing things like there are people around you who feel what you're feeling now we saw the shift with cannabis you know when that became a big thing we saw everyone from snoop Dogg to martha stewart hyping it up you know it's the biggest fad I, i've been on a cannabis podcast myself um I've seen quite a few documentaries on, you know, how it has also been demonized for years. And, you know, I watched Weeds, you know, all the all these uh, pop culture shows that kind of like hyped up that whole culture. So now we're seeing it shift to mushrooms. And I'm actually really interested to see what's done with it. I even saw an article recently, maybe a, a couple months ago, where Vogue was talking about I think it's a French-American designer, and he was making hats out of mushrooms. I'm like, oh, this is where it's going now, $700, $800 hats. They're about to milk this thing. (laughs) Uh, When I previously recorded this morning, I I had to start and stop a couple times because my daughter woke up today. I said that today's episode is brought to you by (laughs) Mudwater. And Mudwater... This is No Shade. I actually really love it. Um, it's been my new coffee alternative. Has chaga, reishi, wild cordyceps, um, lion's mane in it. And I will not lie and say that it gives the energy as coffee. But I've kind of tricked myself into thinking that it is my coffee. And I feel good after I drink it. I don't feel sluggish. I don't feel jittery or anything like that. It doesn't do any of those. It has chai in it too. I, think, I don't know if I mentioned that. But it is really, really good. And Mudwater is a company I do appreciate. See, I want more health alternatives like that. I don't necessarily need to hear about every psychedelic part of it. Or see, like, I mean, clothes are cool too. But I want to see some health benefits. Because when we're combining this with the world outside, like the social media world... Celebrities are probably going to take it one way, at least for as long as celebrity culture continues to last. And I don't want the wrong thoughts about it to come out like it's just some recreational thing all the time. Don't get me wrong, I've had beautiful, fun experiences where I've laughed so much and, you know, really enjoyed life. But at the same time, I can also say that I've had pivotal experiences that helped heal me. So I do hope that the celebrities who do choose to speak out about this, they kind of give everybody both sides, or at least the ones that, it doesn't even matter coming from celebrities, honestly. I think hopefully it'll drag them out of that feeling of celebrity culture. Um, It's not, we're we're all celebrities. (laughs) It's about loving yourself. It's about, you know, getting in touch with who you are, not idolizing everything around you. I wish I had notes from like all these voice notes I take when I go when I go on my journeys <laughs> because I, I speak so much more truth than I normally do on there because my inhibitions are brought down. You know, I don't feel any walls up. I feel the need to, ex- to express myself a lot more. So I really love it. Now let's shift a little bit into talking about mom culture. I shouted out a few people that I've seen on social media over the past couple years who have been speaking out on culture. Now, again, I'm going to link a few episodes. Um, We have Omalewa, the entheogenic midwife. I was on her podcast, so I'll share the episode of her on here and then our episode in the show notes. Someone really wants to talk this morning. She must have a lot to say about mushrooms. You got something to say? You got something to say. (laughs) Every time I start talking, she starts talking. So she must want to be heard. Um, We also have Mama uh, de Amico. We have Groovy Mama. I have her too. She was one of my first talking about her experiences with microdosing. And what I want to say with motherhood is, so we're the ones primarily with our children and i see a lot of moms now inquiring about microdosing oh of course first gen healer how can i forget shout out to first gen healer she dropped so many gems on being a micro mama as well and with these moms who are curious about it Sometimes it seems as though they think that it may be a route for escapism. And I don't want, at least not from my perspective, I don't want to put that idea out there that it's all about escapism and being able to deal with your kids. It's not about that. It's about connecting with your children. As you can see, mine will not stop talking. (laughs) It is about learning more about them, learning about your own inner child, and then merging the two together. To pair motherhood with parenting as well, I recall a few months ago, um, my husband and I, we both decided to take a journey together with my child. I mean, he didn't have any, but we did. (laughs) Um, Let me reiterate, he did not have any, but we did. And it was so beautiful because we were able to see his emotions in full throttle. And usually that's pretty hard because when he cries and when he is freaking out about something um or having a challenging moment, I'll say I don't want to say freaking out because I could say that about myself as an adult too. But when he's having challenging emotions and I don't have I don't have the ability to tap in with my own it's hard to understand where he's coming from but that day there were a lot of things happening I remember he was climbing on the chair or the table and then he fell and then I remember at one point like my husband scolded him for something and then when the trip and the journey began he could see like what he was actually feeling. And it was as though he saw, saw his own inner child through our son. So I think for like moms and parents inquiring on how this can help their parent journey, it's not going to help you escape from being a parent or, you know, not think about your kids or be in some magical la la land where, you know, being responsible for a little human doesn't exist. It's going to allow you to see them for who they are and them to see you for who you are. And one of my favorite parts to talk about when I went on that initial beach journey was that I remember laughing so hard that my son just stared at me like, why are you laughing? Like he kind of sees stern mama most of the day. He doesn't see free flowing, laughing, loving life, mom. He sees like, okay, river, get down. Okay, do this. Okay, do that. He doesn't see like me fully enjoying life and being myself and feeling open to expressing myself and I think our kids need to see more of that they need to be able to see that we're people too you know we're putting these authoritative positions over them and they see us standing over them like okay that's mama that's dada that and that's it like they tell me what to do they feed me they pick me up when I need to but they don't see us in those ways if we don't let them because they know who we are, they come from us. I truly believe, like I, I say, in a past life, I believe my son was my brother, because the relationship we have sometimes feels like fighting with a brother. It does not feel like fighting with my child. It feels like a brother picking on his sister or something like that. Like, and I believe my my daughter was probably a grandmother or maybe my grandmother in a past life. I don't I don't know, but the connection with them. I feel like if you allow yourself to dose, being around them will bring you into other views about your relationship with them. You're going to hear a lot of talking baby today. She has a lot to say. Yeah. So this episode was supposed to be about me seeing mushrooms everywhere. So let's get past just psilocybin because I think that's people's initial like excitement. They hear about these magical worlds you enter and the hallucinations and the visions. But let's talk about the medicinal side um, and kind of what I see happening in the future if I haven't seen it already. So I do believe at some point, I think I saw um, MAP's Instagram page post this or maybe some other page. I do think at some point that they are going to let microdosing be covered under health insurance. It's not going to start with everybody. It's not going to start with Medicaid. So I I wouldn't get too excited for something like that. But I do believe that it will become an available option as cannabis started with medicinal and recreational because they want to feel it out first, see who's reacting from it. And then they're going to put a price on it so be prepared for that as well the price is that you're putting your health in the hands of someone else um to tell you what you feel and i will say just personally i'm not someone who enjoys doing things without doing my own research i like to know what i like to know what my experience is going to be don't you just love this podcast like, Please tell me you love just hearing a baby on there. Sometimes I find myself getting quite annoyed that my daughter chooses to speak every time that I speak or that my son may randomly wake up and I may have to stop. But I want this to be realistic, especially for the parents, because I know sometimes we just do not get moments of peace. We do not get to calmly and quietly listen to a baby free podcast where you don't hear kids in the background and all you hear is the person talking like that's not realistic for me and I'm not gonna pretend that it is (laughs) you're gonna hear my kids at some point you're gonna hear them babble maybe when they get a little bit older and this podcast is, is still running you won't hear them as much and they'll be in their own areas but my kids are pretty attached to me so there's really not gonna be too many moments where I'm without them. But going back into, um, medicinally now, one thing I've also noticed, at least in my area, I live in a pretty, um, it's not a, a fast paced town. This is not Los Angeles where I live, but I notice when you go into the health food stores, you will see reishi and wild cordyceps. Um, but I don't see them in stores like Walmart or even Walgreens, I think. You can correct me if I'm wrong though. I don't go on Walgreens very often at all. I can't even tell you the last time I went in there, but um, I have noticed that you will find these medicinal mushrooms in the health food stores like Whole Foods and Trader Joe's, um, but you don't see them anywhere else. So that kind of gives you a little insight too on who it's going to be out there for, Um, and you may have to outsource to find the medicinal ones. And I'm going to probably make some posts in the future because even though my platform is not focused solely on mushrooms, I still want to give people some informational content. And then I can also share some too. Um, a lot of people that I see Like, will tell you what each medicinal mushroom is for because we don't want everybody to just get caught up in the, I want to see visuals and hallucinations and speak to God. You're going to speak to God if you take some lion's mane because you are, but I digress we're not gonna go that deep today I just want to kind of talk surface level about some of this going on um mom culture too you know I'm, I'm talking about escapism and and going on journeys I don't think it's going to make motherhood easier I think it's going to allow you to see just how easy motherhood can be and This is someone speaking who constantly breastfeeds while she's creating content, who gets tired and burnt out some days, who is working on herself every day to meditate. I think that when um, cannabis and mom culture kind of got paired together, it made you think, oh, you'll just be able to function so great with your kids and... I don't think microdosing is something that should be done forever, at least not for everybody. And that is just my personal recommendation. I am no expert. I don't deem myself as one. This is just my personal experience. Integration is highly important. And I think it's highly important, especially with mothers, because if we get dependent on one thing to kind of balance our emotions all the time, and I mean all the time, then we won't know how to deal when we don't have it. And I'm not saying that there's going to be this national wipeout where you can't find a mushroom anywhere. That would be ridiculous. You know, There's, if, as long as there's nature, there's going to be mushrooms. But I think that it's important because we have to learn the dark and the light and duality. We can't just depend on one thing to make our experience better because it's not just about making the experience better. It's about realizing our flaws. It's about loving those flaws. It's about, you know, realizing, hey, I, I probably shouldn't have yelled at my kid today. That was my anger getting to me. Let me check myself. And you have to be able to realize that while not dosing sometimes. I think that going on big, beautiful journeys can have long-lasting effects, but that doesn't mean you need to go on one every week. That may be right for some people, but I don't think it's necessarily right for everybody. But it's your journey, so you do what you feel called to do. As mothers and you know, people inquire more about how this can assist them and help them, I, again, highly <coughs> recommend, bless you bless you i highly recommend you researching integration work i want to do a better job also of highlighting all these people um, who i've seen via the internet and doing their work we also have the ancestor project i will place a link under and they talk a lot on, about integration um, as well as i know there's one more the fireside project fireside project they provide resources for you to call in, and I kind of want to reach out to them too. And I'm, I'm saying this for myself, but also for the audience to see if we can maybe get like a line for mothers to call in. And I would love to assist on that as well, if I can, to kind of, if they need someone to talk to you through this, see revelations happening. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's talk for a little while longer, and I kind of want to talk about where I see this this global movement shifting to. So yes, I do fully expect it to be available under insurance over time, for people to utilize them more, um, for us to see a lot more in celebrity culture. I don't necessarily know if we'll see it in the latest uh, commercial. And they like, side effects may be visual hallucinations, heart beating fast, loving yourself a little too much. I I don't know if anything like that will ever happen. But what I will say is that I think that we're going to provide a new foundation for the next generation. And one that's already been given out there. Because not everyone is going to go back in history and want to do all the research and figure out where did mushrooms come from. You know, they're this extraterrestrial organism that has been placed on Earth. Not everybody's going to do that research, right? There's only a few out there who, and when I say a few, I mean like there's a specific group of people who are going to be amazed by the history of mushrooms. Um, But I hope it just doesn't become one big social craze. I hope that it becomes a movement that truly helps heal the planet, that helps us reach out and expand that mycelial network across the world to... Help us not only repair but create new, especially in this time of the boom, boom, boom metaverse. <laughs> so, I am actually going to end things here today. I think I've spoken quite a lot on what I wanted to say. Um, as always, I will link everyone I mentioned on the podcast today underneath um, underneath the show notes and. I want to hear from you all. I don't think I've emphasized that very much because I never know who's actually listening to the podcast. I do look at my analytics every now and again, but um, I want to do a better job of keeping up with you all. And I want to hear from you. Like, what topics do you want to hear about? Who would you like to see on the show? Let me know. I'm definitely going to be making some social media posts about it, sharing it. I want to get more active in the community again. So let me know who you'd like to hear from, what topics you'd like to hear And we don't always have to stick to mushrooms, too. We can talk about cannabis. We can talk about peyote, DMT. I want it all on here. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for indulging me and Luna in conversation this morning. I am so happy to be here in this space, so happy to be able to share, to do this work, and so excited to see what it it expands into because I have faith and hope that podcasts like my own and what other people are doing are going to be the next movement of our generation and of maybe the next century. Luna saying bye. (laughs) So until next time, this has been the Tailored Healing Collective Podcast. And as always, let love lead the way. Peace. do the rest. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I manifest what I want again and again. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I manifest what I want again.